tonight on a very special Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures. We bring you possibly the greatest banger of all times. Would you would you say that, Bill? Would you consider this song a banger? This is the banger of bangers. Easy Lover, Philip Bailey and Phil Collins. And I can I can hear people singing it in their minds and in their hearts already. So I know that this is, we, we say this almost every single week, but this is a very exciting, special, special episode for us. Maybe we should just rename the uh, podcast. This is a very special, special. <laughs> a very special, special episode. So tonight's special episode, like uh, as opposed to the other special episodes, we're looking at a big hit from um, from Philip Bailey and Phil Collins in uh, from nineteen eighty seven, nineteen eighty four, eighty five. Kind of hit its peak in eighty five. So. Wow, I have uh, not done up, my research. Way <laughs> off there. <laughs> So China Wall comes out in 84, although sometimes it, it's claimed as 85. Let me just take a look at when it hit number one in the UK, and then that can be our official touchstone moment. Well, that was, uh, yeah, because it it, uh, it never hit number one in the United States, which is surprising to me because this is a, I don't think I've ever talked to someone who doesn't love this song. And that's something I, I wanted to bring up. I, I've been talking to a couple of people recently and mentioning that we were going to do this song and their comment was the song is too popular it can't be a guilt-free pleasure the great thing about a guilt-free pleasure is any song can be a guilt-free pleasure anything that isn't guilty is guilt-free correct that is a ironclad argument yeah we can do whatever we want yeah so uh nuts to you we're gonna do popular songs too because this is our podcast not yours also, I, I put a video up on Facebook. I was so excited. I found this new version of Easy Lover. Yeah. But it w- wasn't really new. It was Kenny Loggins doing the Phil Collins part. Yeah. And Philip Bailey doing the Philip Bailey part. And they were almost doing a karaoke version, so my brother said. So it sounds like karaoke because the backing track was the actual uh, release, the studio version. Okay. But yeah, there yeah. was so much energy and it was live. Like they're actually singing and people are break dancing and making great dance moves. And Kenny Loggins was moving like a madman. Well, I mean, he had some really big dance hits from the, uh, or danceable hits, I should say, from the, uh, from the 80s, right? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I mean, Footloose, the uh, Top Gun soundtrack, there's some big, big Kenny, uh, Kenny Loggins songs. So, but- yeah, but uh, we're, we're we're not here to talk about uh, K Log. Let's uh let's talk about the Phillips. Yeah, the, what I wanted to get to about the Facebook post was no, no, no we've moved past. No, <laughs> we had I had like three likes on the first day. I'm like, what? How is this possible? So I reposted it and and demanded more likes. Yeah, and I think I got six, and one of them was you. You didn't even like it the first day. So <laughs> thanks, Frank. So I realized you that, guilted me into liking it. Yeah. <laughs> I realized this isn't, like in my head, everyone likes it. They say they do. But mm-hmm. when I threw it on Facebook, people kind of, were, they were hesitant. And one of our most faithful listeners, Heather, she said, I can't do it. I can't like it. Sorry. Really? Yeah, I was shocked. That's unfortunate. Yeah, well, we'll get Heather actually on the podcast at some point to talk this uh, through. No, 
So that there are haters out there. And I found a few blogs that still said this was a bad song. So we do have people out there that need to be brought to the light. And I hope that today we uh, make some people into easier lovers. Yeah. Easier lovers of easy lover. That's correct. Yes. Okay. Okay, well, um, this is a big deal because Phil Collins is my all-time favorite singer. And so I'm trying to come into here not being too fanboyish, not trying to give you every single detail of his life, like how he got that scar on the side of his mouth there, or he, that he was in Oliver, the, the musical, the movie version, yep. and about every Genesis song he played on. I'm not here to do that. Or his obsession with the Alamo. Yeah, I definitely don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's some there's some things about Phil Collins we don't need to talk about. No. But this is not a Phil Collins song though. This is a Philip Bailey song. So this is on Philip Bailey's solo album, mm-hmm. China Wall. I think it's his third solo album, something like that. Now Philip Bailey, of course, is from Earth, Wind and Fire. Yep. He's he well, he's got a four octave range, but you probably would remember him best as the high part of September. And so he had he wanted Phil Collins to write a ballad for him, but he ended up asking Phil Collins to produce the whole album. Yeah. Phil Collins has a connection with Earth, Wind, and Fire. But what happens when Phil Collins produces something, mm-hmm. it's almost like um, when you bring Phil Collins into the room, even though he's a smaller stature man, he fills the room. Yeah. He's a, he's a big swinger in the industry, right? Yeah. So- He's, he's, he has a big presence about him. So when you listen to the album, it sounds like a Phil Collins album. So yeah. <laughs> you hear those drums, you hear that he's got the same electric guitarist, he's got the same rhythm that he, he has in all his songs. So mm-hmm. this, is, this is what happens. And then this song was the last song I think they made because they needed another song that would be a hit. They said they didn't have a radio single. Yeah. And they were just fooling around on the piano. This is Phil Collins and Nathan East. Nathan East, major bass player, played on like 2,000 songs. Oh, wow. It's insane. He's Holy incredible. Cow. And um, they were just kind of fooling around on the piano. And then Philip Bailey sang along to it, singing Choosy Lover, which I have no idea what he's talking about. Well, maybe someone with discerning taste. Yes. Okay. Right? That's good. Yeah. And so they liked it, and then they ended up, within a day, writing the song. And Philip Bailey claims that they made a demo of this song. Okay. And that they tried to redo it and realized the demo was so good, it was the original. But when I hear it, there's no way this is a demo. Yeah. This, there's no way this is like a one-off take. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be because Phil Collins is awesome. Well, yeah, they're kind of both fantastic artists, right? So they, they have a vague idea what they're doing in the studio. But when you hear this song... This sounds like a Phil Collins song. Yeah. But Phil Collins is the voice kind of taking over. Like, Philip Bailey seems to be backing Phil Collins. Yeah. So this, I, I kind of wonder what this does to Philip Bailey's career as a solo artist, because this really is just a Phil Collins song to most people, I think. Well, and, and that's the thing. Every, everyone believes that it's uh, just, it, it's a Phil Collins song. But uh, spiritually, I would say, yes, it is a Phil Collins song, because uh, his... Uh, 
his fingerprints are all over it. Yeah. But it's it, it is uh Philip Bailey. Yes. This is peak Phil Collins. Yeah. This I know is, it's a Philip Bailey song, like you're yeah. saying, but what do you think, Frank, of my assertion? Well, yeah, this is this is um Phil Collins mid to late eighties, Phil Collins was pretty much uh untouchable yeah right like they, he could do no wrong everything that he he was releasing was was uh was a hit right. and it was it was like a big song um and then he got a little more morose and uh and uh, uh what was what was the album in 1990 oh, both sides oh yeah oh i'm still trying to recover from still that struggling with that one yeah, yeah. <laughs> but into happier times so yeah the single that he released before Easy Lover. What do you think it is, Frank? Take a guess. So I'm saying this is peak Phil Collins. What what single do you think he released before Easy Lover? Studio? No. No, that's... Is that Genesis or is that Phil that's Collins? That's Phil Collins. Okay, yeah. Against All Odds. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a great tune. That is. I love that song. And I think it was only like a year before. So yeah. this is still fresh in people's minds and Easy yeah. Lover. Yeah. The song after Easy Lover is my all-time favorite Phil Collins song. Which you don't know. I, um, oh shoot, I, I, I know this because you've told me this. Yeah. Um, um, oh, uh, <sighs> not a banger. What's the song? One More Night. Okay. And so to me, that's like, for, for me personally, that's the yeah. ultimate Phil Collins song. Yeah. And so, um, this, so this sort of, three pack of tunes is incredible and yeah. so and the interesting thing is like against all odds and easy lovers aren't even on proper phil collins album yeah easy yeah. lover especially yeah. no one like china wall wasn't a huge seller no and it, it's not wasn't an easy find until the hits album came out where you could get this song yeah 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 because i mean you, you'd hear it on the radio and probably go to your local record store look for phil collins uh albums that this is on and just be come away uh, disappointed yeah yeah, you had to work really hard back then. Yeah. So you'd have to buy the single, which, of course, I think went platinum in Canada. Yeah, 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 it did, yep. Okay. All right, there we go. We nailed that. So, Philip Bailey. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've we established that, uh, you know, Phil Collins was, uh, let's not lie, he was kind of the driving force of this song, but yeah. uh, let's uh, let's give the other Phil a, a little bit of love here, too. Yeah. Um, and, uh, lead singer of uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire mm-hmm. has that, uh, like you said, it has that that four octave range, and uh, um, this song you can tell he's just having he's having fun with it. Yes, he's having a good time. Yeah, and uh, when you watch the video, yeah, he's uh, he's all about uh, all about uh, all about the fun with this one. Oh yeah, it is a pretty cool video. Yeah, and it's um well we were talking about this. The song is playing, but then they're also, you can hear like live off the floor, them singing live off the floor and speaking and, and, and all of that over top of the, the uh, song when it's going on. So it's, uh, it's kind of interesting. I, I remember the first time that I saw the video and just like, I'd like, it's like, I don't remember the song being this raw. Like yeah. I thought it was way more produced, but then you realize that no, it's, it's them singing off the floor, like rehearsing and, and, and singing it for the video and everything yeah, too which exactly. is which was really kind of cool it won an mtv award for best overall performance in a music video yeah so phil collins wins an mtv video award yes <laughs> <laughs> move yeah. over madonna and michael jackson yeah 
It's the new king in town. <laughs> yeah, did not did not see that one coming, really, right? Yeah. Uh, are we going to talk about the video now? Or you want to save for later? Or well, let's, you... uh, we, we've already sort of jumped into it. Let's let's uh, talk a little more. So the video is like, you know, I, I like it a lot, but yeah. it's sort of like when I was a kid and they had speeches, the worst speech was always a speech about how to make speeches. Which oh, yeah. Too meta and postmodern, yeah. whatever. And even back then, we didn't even know what those words meant, but I knew it was a cop out. <laughs> I still don't know what those words mean. <laughs> it's it's uh, it slips between the fingers, yeah. the meanings. But the uh, the video is about the making of a video, and the reason why it's this way is because Phil Collins was working on something else at the time, so he was probably recording. He's wor- he's working all the time. Yeah, and so he told the people who are producing the video, "You have one. We I can only give you one day." Mm-hmm. So that was filmed in one day. And they said, well, we'll just do the making of a video in one day. So that's why you could see them just showing people lining things up. And they're, and, yeah. and that's why you get the more raw thing. Yeah. yeah. And Phil Collins gets to do his comedy routines. Yeah. Pretty terrible dancing. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's a uh, drunk uncle wedding dancing is yeah. what it is. I mean, so if I were to describe the two when they're dressed up in their regular clothes, and Philip Bailey's wearing a Cosby sweater. Yeah. And um, Phil Collins is like a 1980s PGA Tour garb to me. Like, yeah, he's got yeah, a sweater. Right. He looks like he belongs on a, on the PGA Tour. That's yeah. all I can think about. It's like he's just kind of out of touch without any interest in trying to play the game, which yeah. is his appeal, of course. Yeah. And it's uh, uh, almost like he has an invisible touch. Yeah. Well done. Yes. Exactly. So the the video though is like you get to at least to see them interacting. Yeah. And there's a fun joy to the whole thing. Yeah. Well, I I'm gonna say like there's the there's the one uh, moment in the video where um, they're practicing this uh, sort of mic swap move and and Philip Bailey knocks it over. You can you can kind of tell that Phil Phil Collins's mind is maybe other places because like Philip Bailey's laughing and and yeah this is great like how are we gonna do this and there's there wasn't a whole lot of reaction from Phil Collins. And I watched that mic swap a few times. There's no physical law that allows this to work. Yeah. Like it just defies like they, they can't the, the way that he had the mic where he swing the mic down, it was going yeah. to cross over with the other mic. Yeah. They needed to be parallel on different uh planes there. Okay, that's is that is that right? Parallel? No, skewed. You're the math okay, teacher. No. You they, tell me. They need to be skewed. So they'd have to be on two planes skewed yeah. so they cross over but they don't touch or intersect yeah and okay. this one's he's crossing he's he's crossing planes yeah he's crossing the streams you're in yeah you're inevitably going to be banging that so it seems like i mean hey man he's an earth wind fire he can do whatever he wants yeah exactly right and phil collins is phil collins can drop whatever he wants because no one expects him to be able to pull that off yeah <laughs> and, and um just going further like the sort of the the difference between the two of them uh there's the scene where they're like, quote unquote, shooting like uh, where they're in the video and they're dressed up in their suits. And Phil Collins is like tailored and just everything is just really fitted, tailored, really yeah. nice, put together. Philip Bailey, like open collar. He's got to, the, the tie's not done all the way up, but he's just, yeah, he's just having fun with everything. Yeah. And he looks infinitely cooler, no matter how hard oh, they yeah. tried with Phil Collins. I mean, yeah. Phil Collins does have the Converse. Does he have Converse shoes on or something oh, like I that? Can't I smiles. wasn't looking at the shoes. <laughs> oh. Well, as a former shoe salesman, I always go straight to the shoes. Oh, yeah. Now, the song itself, boy, there's so much to talk about. So, 
When I hear this song, yes, as soon as I hear that beginning, which it begins with the drums, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, oh, wait, what does it? No, yes, it does. It's the crash of that symbol. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the drums and the and the keys kind of really bring it in, right? It's so fantastic to yeah. open that way. Yeah. Yeah, if I go back to it, this is why I can't pick a favorite lyric. Yeah. Because I love every part of this song. So all, and I always think the lyrics blend in, even though it really is the sound of it. Yeah, yeah. And it's just hearing that over and over. And then the electric guitar comes in. Yeah. And it just starts so strong. So we need to talk through the song. Yeah. So I got so much I need to say. (laughs) I know I've said it before. I'm trying to hold back from my fanboying. fanboying. But here's the thing. We we know the drums are incredible, right? And and, and we've talked about that drum fill at that part where they say, ah, that's exactly how they sound, those drums. Yeah. And so I imagine if I was a drummer, I would learn this. I thought you were a drummer just based on on your... uh, By syncopation? Exactly. If I was a drummer, I would learn this drum part. So I imagine there's people who could play the drum part. But here's the sneaky thing. It's not mm-hmm. sneaky. This is what instrumentation does in songs as we're now, you know, 30 episodes in. Oh, yeah. And we're pretty much experts in music, yeah. right? The bass always plays that supporting role. Uh-huh. But every once in a while, the bass is going to just kind of drive the song. Now, this song, co-written with Nathan East who's mm-hmm. a premier bassist, as we've said, with yeah. thousands of songs that he's played on. But the writing of this, when you listen to the song, you can hear the bass going, which is great because it's just, it's moving. It's in control. It's taking the song for a walk. Yeah. Is that, is that It's bringing the heat. <laughs> bringing the heat. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing. The guitar in this song, this is what I'm proposing. Mm-hmm. When you hear the guitar... The guitar, outside of that great guitar solo, mm-hmm. sounds like a bass. The guitar is following the bass. Oh, okay. So, when you hear the guitar, it's actually doing what a bass would do. So, it's going okay. over the bass. Yeah, it's mimicking, right? It's or, mimi- or yeah, it's a, uh, exactly. complimenting, right? Compliment. So. And so, it's mimicking that bass so that the guitar you're getting is like a bass line. Yeah. And so, this song is a bass and drum song primarily. So you got some keys going on there that just kind of slight, that just kind of fill things out a bit. But the bass and the drums is what drives it. it. I think it controls the song, right? Yeah. Totally. And this is why people love the song. Yeah. Is that sound of the bass and drums. And then, of course, I mean, you got the two incredible fills. Yeah. And the drum fills. Yeah. Well, the one is like literally a drum fill because Phil Collins played the drums. That's right. That's great. <laughs> That's true. You never know. 
coming out of that, coming out from the drum fill to the guitar to, yeah. and then Phil Collins comes in with a like a really powerful, almost guttural sort of uh, right. um, gravelly, if you can call Phil Collins' his voice gravelly uh, at, at that point. But it's a really, really powerful part where he's singing and and just really driving the uh, the, the lyrics through, right? And it's, uh, I think that's my favorite, like maybe minute of the song, which is you know, almost a third of the song. But. It's incredible. That guitar solo, it's searing, like you said, guitar solo, which is Daryl Sturmer, so I think I'm pronouncing that right. He plays, basically he plays guitar on all of Phil Collins' solo albums and he okay. tours with Phil Collins and he tours with Genesis. But that is the greatest electric guitar part in all of the Phil Collins songs and mm-hmm. it is rocking. Yeah. In terms of like a Phil Collins song, I don't, there isn't another one that comes near to what this is doing. No. But no. that is an inspired guitar solo. Yes. Do you have the song length in front of you there? Do you know how long the Do you know how long the song is? Um, I have it here somewhere. It's surprising. In the Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. What says that the song is five minutes and five seconds? It's five minutes long. Wow. So you'd think it was. No, you'd think it's about three minutes. Yeah. It is a five minute song. So this is brought up on the second season of Ted Lasso, where he says basically, you should be able to play the entire. Easy Lover song and be able to get yourself ready for work when you wake <laughs> up in the morning. And so they even had the next episode has Easy Lover playing while he's getting dressed. Oh, it's fantastic. I, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. So f- it's five minutes. So it's it's a long song, but mm-hmm. it, it holds the interest without really diverting from its core, which no. is that driving drum beat, the chorus that yeah. just gets played. If you think about the song, they, they how many times do they say Easy Lover? um yeah i should we we can we can count it up at some point yeah and, uh, or maybe someone someone why don't you write us in and tell us how many times they say easy lover exactly you know how to you know where to find us yeah <laughs> next yeah lyrics lyrics so i don't think about the lyrics to this song but when you go over it there's we've you know easy lover watch out for the girl sort of thing yeah i'm gonna read you uh, a couple of these lyrics. So it opens with, Easy lover, she'll get a hold on you, believe it, like no other, before you know it, you'll be on your knees. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, warning, okay, because yep. you're going to want to propose, but she's not like that. Yeah. Do you think it's uh, you'll be on your knees, like in terms of proposing or begging? Oh, I never thought of that. Oh, that makes it even uh, more sinister. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, well, that would well. Here's the line. He says, "It's the kind of girl you dream of, dream of keeping hold of."
So that comes up. So you dream of and you want to keep a hold of. Yeah. And then later on, um, Philip Bailey jumps in and says, you're the one that wants to hold her, hold her and control her. That is kind of sinister. Yeah. And that actually, someone should be warning her about this guy. Yeah, this controlling wa- dude, right? Yeah. So, if anything, she's not an easy lover. You're a guy who wants to control someone. Yeah. She's just astute. She's picking up what you're throwing down and not having any of it. That's right. So, and this is what a guy does is accuses someone of being an easy lover yeah. if he's not getting what he wants. Yeah. So, there's another way of reading this. Yeah. Now, of course, I love this song, so I don't want to even go there to think negatively about it. But <laughs> it, there's a reading there to be had. There's a uh, there's a high school essay to be written yeah, on this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, also, uh, I'm all over the place. Philip Bailey, even though it feels like a Phil Collins song, Philip Bailey is given the verses. Yeah. So if you think there's really two main verses, and then there's a transition stuff that Phil Collins sings, mm-hmm. but Philip Bailey gets that first verse after they sing the they open with that chorus where he says she's the kind of girl you dream of that's the first verse and then the next one is you're the one who wants to hold her so he actually does get verse power which would mean it's it's his song mm-hmm. but Phil Collins of course overpowers so much yeah as it goes on small man with a mighty voice he, yeah exactly Do you have a favorite lyric? The song is a fun song, right? The term easy lover, uh, from from what I can understand, is uh, like the female equivalent of a player, right? Yes. It's a cautionary tune. It's easy to fall in love with her. Yeah. Which makes her an easy lover. Yeah. I'm looking at the lyrics right now. Now, don't try to change or just leave it, leave it. You're not the only one because seeing is believing. It's the only way you'll never know. Yeah, like it, like it's fun and everything, but it's it's like it's a warning song. Yes, it is, um, and so that's why if uh, I was to make a music video of this song, mm-hmm. I like the music video as it is. Yeah. However, I've come up with another music video. Is it is the word flash mob still a thing? Was there a thing called flash mob? There, there the- was a thing. I, I think it still is a thing. Maybe. But yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's kind of annoying, the flash mob, I feel. Yeah. However, this is going to be a flash mob. Yeah. So <laughs> what happens in my version of the song is a guy is proposing to a girl who's clearly not that interested. Mm-hmm. And we know where this is going. And just before he's about to open the the ring holder, is that what they call the box. it? The box. <laughs> so he opens the box, and see, but he doesn't open it because out jumps Philip Bailey to warn him and then it goes straight into the song and then everyone starts coming out to oh, sing okay. the song so phil collins is out there and they're singing it the woman is angry because they've called her out on it oh, okay. the other guy looks kind of he's not sure 
And then I'd have some famous people. I'd have Rodney Dangerfield and Don Rickles. Yeah, I, I yeah, they would have they would have fit in nicely yeah. in in, in eighty four eighty five for for that that video. No, that's a that's a fa- I'd watch that video. Thanks. Perfect. Well, let's see what we can do. Yeah. Let's say it was number one in the UK. Yeah, but uh, not number, in the States. Not in the States. Do you know what song beat it out for the two weeks that it was at number two? Yes, because I have it right here in front of me on Wikipedia. It and was uh, it's a f- Foreigners, I Want to Know What Love Is. Yeah, so if you're going to lose to something, you might as well lose to that one. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty uh, pretty awesome song. Foreigners, pretty, pretty great. Yeah, and interestingly, um, he wants to know what love is. The Easy Lover song actually is trying to speak to it. It's trying to warn yeah. the person who's wondering what love is. Well, maybe they worked in tandem. Maybe this was a call and response. Uh, yeah. Sort of, uh, maybe this is something we can dig into and, and find out if maybe there was a collusion on on the part of Foreigner, Philip Bailey, and uh, and and uh, Phil Collins here. Well, there's a lot of songs that exist in this song universe. I mean, we could talk about song universe if you want to jump there. Well, we can jump into I I have a song... I don't know if they're necessarily song universe, yeah. but song, and again, using very technical uh, musical terms here, song texture verse. Okay. So songs that feel similar. Okay, give it give it to me. Um, so I was uh, I was thinking uh, Venus by Bananarama. Oh, okay, yeah. Like it's a it's a fun poppy song. I, I know that this one's not the subject matter isn't necessarily fun and poppy, but it's a you know it it's. It's a it's a it's a catchy tune. They're both catchy tunes, right? So so you could throw this down. So this is like a mixtape where you're like, you know what, you want something fun and poppy. Yeah, here's what it's gonna be. Yeah, this is this is this is a feels tape, not a not a like uh, theme tape. It, yeah, it's not a concept album here. Um, and the other one I was thinking was uh, Jesse's Girl by Ooh, Rick Springfield. That's a great song. But that that kind of works into uh, that that whole longing for longing for love thing too, right? Yeah. You know, wishing you had Jesse's girl. And it's got the electric guitar that would that yeah. would go with it. Yeah, Very yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. I uh, concur. I have more of the thematic thing cuz that's generally what I like to do. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, Easy Lover is connected to the next single that Phil Collins does. So One More Night, where the guy just wants one more night so he can prove himself, whatever. But if she's an easy lover... Yeah, he's not getting one more night. Yeah, Yeah. it's not happening. So there's another song that would be like the remake, but the reversal of roles, where the guy's the easy lover. Okay. Paula Abdul, Cold Hearted. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I could hear that. Yeah, it's basically the same theme. Yep. Look into his eyes. Yep. He's been telling lies. Yeah. So on this one, she's an easy lover. She'll get a hold on you, believe it. I'm, she's just trying to make her see. Okay, that was my song, Universe. No, that was a, that's a good call there, yeah. So, yeah, no, now that, like, you, you mentioned that, um, another song that would be in the song, Universe, the same sort of feel would be uh, Belle Biv DeVoe's uh, Poison. You know, never trust a big button to smile. That girl is poison. Wow. Definitely more um, crass than, yeah. say, Philip Bailey's yeah, throwing yeah. down. Yeah. But same sort of theme. Yeah, exactly, right? I wonder how many songs actually have the Easy Lover theme to go with it. Well, there's, there's a Bobby Brown song, man. Uh, she Ain't Worth It, right? Yeah. 
That's with Glenn Madero. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that is totally. Wow, there's so many songs. So so here's a challenge to our listeners. Um, reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or you could just send us an electronic message via our email, which you could find if you click on the different things in the show notes. And uh, let us know about a song that would match up with Easy Lover. So this this brings a, a, a maybe a a heavy question to to ask though. So there are all these songs about like women who play guys, but what about like I mean you you did mention uh, Paul Abdul's Cold Hearted Snake. The dudes really don't get called out a whole lot in songs. Yeah. Um, what about Scrubs? I don't want no Scrubs. Yeah, uh, but but a scrub, I think I a scrub know. is uh, yeah. the kind of kind of guy that can't get no love with me. Right, right. Um, so it, yeah, a, a scrub is just like a, a, you know, he's down on it, not down on his luck, but he's just kind of a bit of bit of a like layabout. I okay, think. all right. I didn't, I didn't know what scrubs meant, but there's got to be lots of songs about women warning other women away. From, from yeah toxic guys right toxic yeah so uh yeah also write in about about those right uh those songs as well because uh i off the top of my head i can't think of a whole lot that uh that calls out like the the sort of toxic player culture and in, in, in dudes right yeah okay so what type of exercise could you do to this song? Uh, I think it's been on some of my running lists before, right. running okay. playlists. It, it would definitely, it would it'd be cardio. You'd have to do cardio to this song, I think. This is why I think it's a perfect Zumba song. <laughs> I think there needs to be a whole Easy Lover Zumba dance routine. Yeah, okay. So I'll talk to my mother-in-law, see if we can make this happen. Is Zumba still a thing? Or is that like, do they Zumba at flash mobs? Yeah, it's a zoom. Actually, the, well, maybe the video I make will be a Zumba flash mob. Yeah, we can combine these things. There we go. This is definitely a wedding song. Yeah, well, but it, not the not. No, 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 hope no, no. This is not the song you're dancing to at a wedding. But. It's on the playlist. Yeah, oh my it, it gets people out onto the floor. Yeah, fairly certain it was at your wedding. It had to have been. I yeah, think. I think I purposely said it had to be on. Yeah. Okay. Question: Have you been warned away from an easy lover? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, full disclosure, listeners, I, uh, I don't have a great romantic history. Or a, a, a very storied romantic history, so. Well, it is storied. Well, yeah, there there are stories to tell, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh, I, I don't think I've ever been warned of an easy lover. Um, in retrospect, maybe someone just like, yeah, she wasn't good for you because of this, this, and this, and just like, yeah, maybe. Thanks for telling me now. Yeah, <laughs> I had in grade thirteen, Liz told me to stay away from someone i was interested in yeah and basically did she, you uh well in a sense yes so liz said hey listen this is not did, the did you stay away from her or did she just 
avoid you. Oh, wow. You're really asking the hard questions here, Frank. <laughs> so I was supposed to go see the movie Casino with her and her friend. Yeah. And was they her ne- friend her boyfriend? <laughs> that one made it very complicated. <laughs> Neither of them showed up. And I watched the movie because all of like three hours and whatever oh, of Casino by myself. So thank you, Liz. You did call it out and I didn't listen. But um, Sorry now I believe light it. of your uh, dramatic experience. No, well, it's dramatic at the time. And then as time goes on, I'm like, wow, dodged a bullet. Liz is a good friend. Oh, very good. And great podcaster. Uh, yes, please come back, Liz. Yeah. Uh, okay. The big question, of course, for most of our episodes is would Chris Newkirk like this song? We have already recorded our our segment with Chris previous to the recording of this episode. So we already know the answer. So we want to, we're going to, a little bit of, little bit of suspension, little bit of tension here, let you guys uh, uh, worry about this a bit and uh, think, well, would Chris like it? Won't he? Um, But uh, here's, uh, here's Chris and his take on the song. Easy Lover, Phil Collins, Philip Bailey. I feel that everyone loves Easy Lover. It's so good. Okay, there we go. Thank you. That's our clip. (laughs) It's so good. I I I still adore that song. I loved it when it came out. I could not get enough when it came out on the radio. I was ecstatic. And I still get a little twinge of joy when it comes on, you know? I mean, they are just firing on all cylinders on that song. I don't know where it came from and how they made it sound as good as it sounds. So, Chris, do you know who the producer is of that song? Please tell me about this Michael Martian guy you guys keep talking about. It's Phil Collins. Phil Collins wrote the song and produced it. He produced the it whole album. so good. He should have just kept going in that vein. Yeah. Well, the, the, my follow-up question is: How disappointing was the rest of Phil Collins' and Genesis catalog after after hearing this song and then hearing every other song? <laughs> I mean, he surprises you every once in a while, but um, yeah, he casts a wide net. I mean, some of his songs sound like he's writing them for his grandparents, and then some of his songs sound like he's writing them for a two-year-old too. I mean, he sort of machine guns his, his songs, his, his material out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing isn't good in his mind i don't think but easy lover is i i don't think he anything he's done has or will top that and i uh, maybe that's just it just hits my pop sonic palette but man it is it is so good i have vivid vivid memories of that song very much like the peter soteris song the duet that we were discussing i have just very vivid memories of hearing it in a couple places and how old I was, where I was, where I was going, hearing it again when I got there. And awesome. oh yeah, totally loved it. Well, Chris Newkirk loved this song. Loves this song. I did not expect this. So I've been friends with Chris Newkirk for, oh, I'd say... We're going on 14 years or so, yeah. and uh, he's never um, 
he's never been one to hold back to give me a good dig about my love of Phil Collins. So I didn't <laughs> yeah. expect this. And it was so great to hear him tell his stories about what this brought back to him. Yeah. So Phil Collins, I mean, I know Prince, Madonna, Michael Jackson, there's always these arguments about who owned the 80s. Yeah. But there's an argument in there for Phil Collins. This Phil is, Collins, he's, he's definitely a, a top tenor. This is 1985. Yeah. So this is at the uh, the middle of that decade. It 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 begins with In the Air Tonight, which kind of picked up steam as the decade went on, but yeah. it was a big song. He does a cover of the Supremes and stuff. Yeah. Then you have Against All Odds, Separate Lies from the White Knights soundtrack. Yeah. And then you have this song. Then you have No Jacket Required, which wins Grammy for Album of the Year. And then you have But Seriously, which still has a ton of tracks. Like, yeah. like he had yeah. a ton of hits. I mean, I know those other three did as well. Mm-hmm. But there's a uh, Phil Collins needs to at least be in the conversation. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, I think I think definitely he's he's in the conversation here. Yeah, and Phil, you'll always be in our conversations. Yes, absolutely. And Philip Bailey, you as well. <laughs> Come on down to the Winchester. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk Earth, Wind, and Fire sometime. Yeah. So I'm glad we could do our first Phil Collins and Philip Bailey podcast. And I feel I was able to do it without going too fanboyish, although I could hear myself. You were, you were definitely, you are giddy. At, yeah, at I was. Here. <laughs> I have yet to even tell you about how Phil Collins got the drum sound, but we'll save that for another episode. Oh, okay. Fantastic. And we uh, just want to thank you guys uh, all for uh, listening to our podcast again and uh, uh, supporting us. And uh, we hope that this episode was an easy lover for you. So he got the drum sound. You want to know how he got the drum sound? It was from the Peter Gabriel Intruder album where oh, they, okay. they actually set things up and were able to try out this new sound. They never got a tone like that. As mm-hmm. soon as they got it, they knew it would work with a song called Intruder. And then he used it for the rest of his career. Yeah, okay. Done.